Hello and welcome to Grace Lutheran Church Sermon Podcasts. On this podcast, you will hear the latest sermons taken from our weekly worship service. Our hope is that you will find joy and comfort in knowing the forgiveness of God through Jesus Christ. Rejoicing in the God who has taught us. Rejoice in the Lord always, says Paul in Philippians. Again, I will say, rejoice. These words from Philippians remind us that we have much about which to be joyful. Soon we will be rejoicing in the Reformation, Thanksgiving, and over the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, first at Christmas, and then coming in the flesh to be born and live and die and rise again as our Savior, and coming again at the last day, a day we look forward to with great hope and anticipation, knowing that God will raise our mortal bodies to everlasting life and restore this fallen, sin-damaged creation to new and greater glory. Another day we can give thanks and rejoice over is the day that you were confirmed or made affirmation of your faith before the congregation. Do you remember that day? You had been through the instruction class and were ready to confess your faith and to receive the body and blood of Jesus Christ in the sacrament for the first time. The congregation welcomed you as a fellow believer and a fellow worshiper and follower of Christ. What a joy and what a blessing it was to see how the Lord had been working in your life as you were being taught. What lessons that he has been teaching you and giving you the faith to believe and to confess these sacred truths of Scripture each and every day since then. You may have used Luther's catechism, as many have, but ultimately it is the Word and the Lord himself who has been teaching you, teaching you through his holy word. And you know all of us here share in the same divinely given faith. All of us have been instructed by the same Lord Jesus Christ through his word. And so our theme this morning, rejoicing in the God who has taught us. Our text is a portion of Psalm 71 that we read earlier. It says, O God, from my youth you have taught me, and I still proclaim your wondrous deeds. So even to old age and gray hairs, O God, do not forsake me until I proclaim your might to another generation and your power to all those to come. What we have heard with our ears and seen with our eyes, this we believe in our hearts and our mouth proclaims. Isn't that what the psalmist is really saying? With his ears he has heard the promises and the instruction of the Lord. And with his eyes he has seen and experience the faithfulness and steadfast love of the Lord in his life. With his heart, therefore, he trusts in the Lord even amidst all adversities. And with his mouth, the psalmist then is ready to proclaim the goodness of God, just not to himself, but his wondrous deeds and his mighty power to anyone who will listen to future generations. And isn't that the way it is with you and me? We have had the same experience. 
we have heard the promises of God and we have seen his faithfulness carried out in the life and mission of Christ and even in our own lives as the baptized children of God. The Holy Spirit has given us hearts to believe, to praise his name, and so our mouths are ready and open to sing God's praises and to proclaim the good news to friends, neighbors, relatives, associates at work, all alike to our children as well. Really, to anyone who will listen. We're just like the psalmist says, aren't we? O oh God, from my youth you have taught me, the psalmist says, and for many of us this has been the case. We can identify with what Paul wrote to Timothy. How from childhood, he says, and he writes to him, you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. Timothy was taught by his grandparents. Yes, there is a great blessing in being raised in the church and in faith. I know I am constantly grateful for the good Christian education I received from my parents, from my Sunday school teachers, from my confirmation teachers, from little child on up. Many of you here, likewise, were raised in the church and were taught the faith and catechized and confirmed and made affirmation of your faith at an early age. But there are those among us, for some of us, that maybe this was not the case. Perhaps you did not have the benefit of parents or grandparents teaching or receiving a biblical background as a child. Perhaps as a child you never went to church. You may not have had the church upbringing Sunday school that you may have had otherwise. But even so, God has his ways of tracking you down and calling you home, bringing you into this church, bringing you into his church. Whether after a long time away or even for the first time when you entered a church. The point is, now you're here. God is wanting to teach you. He's not through with you yet. In fact, he's not through with any of us yet. We still have lessons to learn, not just in our head, but also in our experiences, in our daily walk with God, which never is finished. This makes life exciting, doesn't it? What does God have in store for me next? How can I be of service to my family, to my neighbor, to my church? These are areas and opportunities for growth. And growth in living out the faith we have learned and the love that we have received. This is the lifelong catechesis or instruction that we are all engaged in. But it starts with the basics and always returns to them in our life. Sunday school, catechism, confirmation, even as adults, was the basics in which you were instructed. It's a guide to walk in your Christian faith, and that's what catechism is, a handbook for life. And no matter what book of scripture you study or read or any part of the liturgy on Sunday morning or in your worship, you always come back to those basic things from Sunday school or those basic things that you were taught in affirming your faith in catechism. First, the Ten Commandments, God's word of law. In these commandments, you see how God has designed his human creatures to live according to his will. What is the perfect 
way of living that is agreeable to him. His will for us is good. To love him with all our heart and to love our neighbor as ourselves. But the problem is, as you know, you and I have rebelled against our creator and we love people the way we want to be loved or the way we want to love. We sometimes don't want his will for us. We become inward, directing, clutching, and grabbing for what's mine, me, me, I'm first. Turning in our, ourselves, turning out what God has to say to us, and often turning against our neighbor in the process, those close to us. And so the Ten Commandments hold up like a mirror to our face, and they show me my sins, just how far I am from God's will. They convict and they condemn me as a sinner, marked that I have missed the mark of God. They told me I need help. My wife tells me that all the time. But I think when God tells me that I need help, I have to listen more closely. I can't get it from inside myself, digging deeper. I can't get it from the world by listening to the commercials and self-help books. These are all part of the darkness in which we live. And so we move from the Ten Commandments to the Creed. And here in the Creed, I receive a different word from God. Instead of condemnation, instead of judgment, now I hear consolation and comfort. Instead of judgment, now I hear grace. Instead of law, now I hear the gospel. And what a sweet word that gospel is. This Creed tells me of it reveals to me the God I don't know in nature, the only true God, the true triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Father who loves me and cares for me and supplies all my needs, who sent his Son, Jesus Christ, true God begotten of the Father from eternity, and also true man born of the Virgin Mary. This one is my Lord who has redeemed me, a lost and condemned person, purchased me and won me from all my sins, from death, from the power of the devil. Not with gold, not with silver, but with his holy precious blood and with his innocent bitter sufferings and death. This creed, a summary of the New Testament, really tells me of the Holy Spirit who works through the word to give me faith in Christ and to lead me into the life of the church where I receive the forgiveness of sins and therefore have this sure hope of the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. This faith in the triune God is the Christian faith. It's not anything you will find in the world. No hope beyond this can be given. Is this Christian faith to which we can say most confidently, this is most certainly true. Now that I'm a Christian, a dear child of our Heavenly Father, now I can approach the Father in prayer as Christ himself taught us to pray. The Our Father, the Lord's Prayer, is our daily prayer. The very words that we can pray, as well as the pattern and the model for our further praying. Life presents us with many difficulties and many opportunities and many challenges, and the Lord's Prayer teaches us to come to God with all of our needs, 
casting our cares upon him, for he cares for us. Rejoicing in the God who has taught us. This is our theme for today. This is Psalm 71. And in his word, God teaches us all about the sacraments as well that he has instituted for us. There is the sacrament of holy baptism by which we are first brought into the church, made members of God's family. He claims us with his name on our foreheads. We belong to him. It's his work, not our work for him. We don't present ourselves to him as if it's something good that we do. He pronounces us forgiven and places his name through baptismal waters. The Father claims us as his own. It's his choice. He makes us his children. This is how he wants to do it. He washes away our sins and joins us to Jesus and his life and resurrection forever. He gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit therein as well to lead us in our Christian life, to be brought up as children or even continuing as adults, knowing what this baptism means, a continuous work and telling us what he has done for us. What a work God does in holy baptism. Then there is holy absolution, the word of the forgiveness that God speaks through the voice of his called and ordained servant of the word, the one whom congregations choose to be their pastor. And the pastor assures them through the word of Christ of the forgiveness that is for you and for your sins, free and full forgiveness, that this is yours for the sake of Christ. And then we come to the sacrament of the altar, the Lord's Supper, Holy Communion. It goes by several names, but the essence and benefit is the same. This is the very body and blood of Christ. This is my body, not represents, not look like, not pretends to be, is a simple verb, meaning that it is my body and blood given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. How? In what way? Magic, hocus pocus? No. But as God called into creation all of the things that have existed by saying, let there be light and there is light, or by putting his son to be born of a virgin, his word creates. This is my body. This is my blood. In, with, and under bread and wine. We don't see it. We don't taste it. But his word says it. And that's all that's necessary. And where there is forgiveness of sins, as he offers, given and shed for you, for the forgiveness of sins, there is also life and there is salvation. Believe it. It's true. And it's for you. Dear Christian friends, this is the faith we believe, that we teach, and which we confess to one another and before the world. What wondrous deeds God, what wondrous deeds of God we have been taught and we get to proclaim. Rejoicing in God who has taught us, we can say with the psalmist, O God, from my youth you have taught me, and still I proclaim your wondrous deeds. So even to old age and gray hairs, O oh God, do not forsake me until I proclaim your might to another generation and power to all those to come. Amen.
to know more about Jesus and our ministry at Grace Lutheran Church, please find us at www.gracealoneonline.org. You'll find additional sermon podcasts and your favorite podcast channel every week at www.gracealoneonline.org forward slash sermons.